The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. And we got every day a lot of evil. Yeah, it's a lady who says, you're in a holy time. Is there a contradiction? No, she's speaking to her children. Satan's speaking to his children. Everyone's God's children, and that's why she hears to bring as many to the light as possible. We have so many things in the culture as lies bombarded us continually. The sequester that Obama talks about was about $65 billion, which is nothing out of our budget. I forgot the numbers, it's like point zero three or is miscule, it's nothing. And yet, before the even budget was or the money was even taken out and stopped. And it's not even out of the budget, actually, it's from an increase of spending. They're taking about sixty five billion away from the increase. So so many inaccuracies out there. 
But the first thing Obama did was said we will close the tours for the White House. Why? Because the people who can travel to Washington have some means. They're working people. They've got the means to do that. And that way we can act like you're being hurt. There's so many places this money could head start. Planned Parenthood. All these crony programs. Wouldn't even take a bit out of their budgets if they took it out. And yet, it's White House tours. They can't afford to pay the guy the guys there. It's public PR to make you think that we don't have the money. It's all a lie. Slander, calumny, evil of the day. And then they got tra- air ca- traffic controllers. Such a pivotal, important position. That would be the last thing that you would stop. But you know what? If they do that, they can show, look how it's hurting us. We have to ground planes. We have planes sitting on the tarmac too long. Where do they move these guys? They're pulling out of flight control to lead unions. Do your own research. Sufficient for the day is his own evil. We have a lot of evil in our society today. And it surrounds money. It surrounds economics. And there's other places being taken. I'm talking about doing things with the military. When you got over a trillion dollar budget, or multi-trillions, I don't even know what it is now, it's absurd to think that $65 billion is nothing more than a drop. It's actually absurd to think that it's even a drop. It's a piece of mist. It wouldn't even run the government for a few few minutes, if, if that at all. I'm not speaking of the facts. <clears throat> I'm speaking more of the truth of that, how long it was running. And yet, these things are targeted at high-profile things to make people think, oh, oh, let's, let's increase government. Let's increase taxes. Sufficient for the day is his own evil. We've got to think outside of that. We've got to make a lot of judgments. We're allowed to make judgments. I wrote a booklet called Judge with the Right Judgment. I didn't say don't judge. I said judge with the right judgment. And what people say about what we do here. If you're thoughtful and you look, you can see this mission does what no other major mission does in the whole world. Gives away more material. Is it taking a lot of money? Yeah, we have to. How do you give the material away? How do you print? How do you build buildings? How do you run presses? Sufficient for the day is its own evil. We have plenty of things that are lies throughout the day that if we get caught up in these things or we don't know the spirit of truth and how to see through it, then we fall for it. Even the bombing in Boston. A huge cover-up by the media. Huge cover-up. That they're not tied to terrorists. How do you drive a Porsche around? How do you drive a Mercedes around when you got no job? Where's that money come from for the two terrorists? And we're going to try them as civilians? And yes, I wrote in that Friday the first shot. It's dangerous to try any Americans with that due process and their rights. But Abraham Lincoln had people shot during the Civil War. Why? 
They hadn't won, really, the independence. They declared independence. The South did. But they were enemy combatants. They, enemy, enemy combatants. They were treasonous, really, against the nation. I'm speaking as a Southerner. But that's how the North would see it. And that's how we should see these two guys, these two terrorists. They committed treason. They should be tried by military tribunal. And so we're giving them the same thing we do as citizens. They, they, they rejected their citizenship. And they got citizenship only and solely because of what they were going to do. So we have all these things going around and people don't know how to see through truth. You don't have to see all the facts. You don't have to know the facts. You just need to know the spirit of truth. How do you see it? It's not that difficult to know that somebody's driving around fancy cars and they don't have the money and then they did the bombing. Somebody's behind them. Don't give me the garbage. You're not connected. I say all these things because you need to know this to understand the economic situation. It's all a lie. The way the whole thing's going. We're failing because of our sins, first of all. And no program, no government, no taxes, no corporation, no profit is going to change anything. Why? Because there's something against our economy. This comes from American Family Association President Tim Wildman and is entitled to judge or not to judge. That is the question. Do you know the favorite Bible verse of those who don't believe in the Bible's authority? Think about it. It's not hard. The favorite Bible verse of those who do not believe in the Bible is, Judge not that you be not judged. Now, these folks cannot tell you where this verse is in the Bible because they don't read it. But they have heard it is in the scripture somewhere. So if they don't like something you say when you pronounce something right or wrong, they whip out Matthew 7, 1, and that is supposed to be the end of the discussion. One of the problems is, if you tell someone he has no right to judge someone else, you have thereby judged him for judging. You have done precisely what you claim to be against, judging. That makes you a hypocrite. But that then begs the question, why is it wrong to be a hypocrite? Who made that judgment? We just assume that to be a true statement, which is a a presupposition. But presuppositions need a foundation to be authoritative. For example, the teachings of Jesus Christ are authoritative for those who believe he is the Son of God. Each one of us has a worldview on which we base our lives. Presuppositions we operate under and make decisions on. Because of our country's Christian heritage, most Americans, either consciously or subconsciously, derive their presuppositions about life and morality from the Bible. Ask any average man on the street if lying is right or wrong behavior, and he is going to tell you it's wrong. Ask who decided lying was wrong, and he will either say, it just is, or my parents taught me it was wrong, or the Bible says so. However, it just is, is not an answer to the question. It is an opinion. Neither is, my parents taught me. Parents are an authority figure, but they do not define morality in any absolute way because they are humans whose opinions are subject to change. 
the Bible says so, is a legitimate answer because if you believe the Bible is God's word, then you want to obey God so you don't fall into disfavor with the supreme being who can control your eternal destiny. A lot of Americans will say they subscribe to the idea that a person should be free to do whatever he wishes as long as it does not hurt anyone else. This view, again, is based on the presupposition that freedom is good and it is morally wrong to hurt someone else. Who made these rules? Who says freedom is morally superior to bondage? And why is it wrong to hurt someone else? Who says? To injure or hurt someone else goes against biblical teaching. That is where the idea that it is wrong to hurt someone comes from in the first place. The golden rule was given to us by Jesus Christ. Other cultures in the world, such as communist countries, use the atheistic state government as the agent for defining what is right or wrong behavior. It's called totalitarianism for a reason. In Muslim countries, Islamic law and teaching dominates the people's behavior. They define good and evil, wrong and right. Most European countries have what's left of their Christian heritage to guide them. Although the continent today is mostly secular, with Islam rising as a possible replacement to secularism in the coming decades. It is a healthy exercise to ask ourselves where we get the moral values that govern our lives. Is it each person for himself, or do we acknowledge a higher power with authority to declare such? God calls on all men to submit to his will and authority. Let us pray that America will become a God-fearing people again. In Matthew chapter 10:28, Jesus declared, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Before I start the program, open up the Bible, the reading that Jonah's read was already picked. Open up to Ezekiel. It's chapter 22, the bloody city. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, And you, son of man, will judge. Will you judge the bloody city? Then declare to her all her abominable deeds. You shall say, Thus says the Lord God, A city that sheds blood in the midst of her, and her time may come, and that makes idols to defile herself. You have become guilty by the blood of which you have shed, and defied by the idols of which you have made. And you have brought forth your day near. You have despised my holy things and profaned the Sabbath, or rather profaned my Sabbath. And so we wonder, why is there a judgment against or perhaps maybe better said, many wonder why the economy is what it's doing. Families falling apart. Our general culture is because the judgment is cast against it. You've heard it said on this program repeatedly that the economy has a judgment against it. There is no way to correct it. There's no way to fix it. It will be brought down because there's no way around it. And it's tied to immorality, not living God's statutes. 
Sufficient for the day is its own evil. We're not to look at that. We're not to have anxiety over that. We're looking to not even look to tomorrow, just to deal with today. And God will provide for us. And I don't mean to say that some Christians think I don't have to do anything. Matters going to fall from heaven. No, you got to be thinking now. You got to be making decisions now. And the more you progress in the wisdom of that, the more you regret that you didn't progress in wisdom 10 years ago and you weren't praying 10 years ago. That's going to be your regret. In order to what? To be ready. The judgment is cast just as when God told Noah the first day build the ark and decades later, many decades later, it was finished. The judgment is cast against this economic system the way we do it. And I'm not speaking against capitalism. Or subsistence living. We're speaking against the system that's gone socialist because of our sins of greed. Now, you're not using things in the right way. Materialism, making idols out of things. The number one idol today, it's no question in my mind, is cell phones. It's people's God. They consult it, tells them where to go, what direction to go. Oh, you can say and rationalize it's through convenience. But look at the prayer time it takes from people. You've got to be very measured with the saying for it not to become a God idol. And if you look at the youth with it, it comp- completely consumes them. Do they need to be talking to each other that much, texting each other that much? You've heard me say these things, you say, saying the same old thing. So is a lady. And he says, don't go for the false glitter. It takes discipline, it takes prayer, prayer, it takes fasting. So what is against our economy? Our own sins, which bring about a judgment against it. And we'll be punished through that. And these people that say, oh, you can't judge because you'll be judged, or you're not told, Jesus didn't say, Jesus didn't say that, he never said that. Jesus says, judge with the right judgment. You judge things every day, all day long. Who are you going to be with? Who, who, who you shouldn't be with? Why, if you shouldn't be with certain people, are you saying that? Because you made a judgment. Yes, it's authoritative. It's from scriptures. It's from the basis of the Ten Commandments. People think, you don't have a right to tell someone else what to do. Laws every day tell us what to do. Why do we have laws? Because there's a moral order that these laws are based from. As based from the statutes of the Ten Commandments and from God. Now we're putting in law, laws that don't have authority. And you're going to see people reject them. They already are. Because it's tyranny. And so we go forth into a nightmare of chaos. Because we despise holy things and we profane the Sabbath. And we continue to fall out of kilter. So there's no way to correct these things. But you can do something. You can pull out of the system as much as possible. Get away from the dollar as much as possible. And as we say repeatedly, get your food from your ground to your mouth as quick as possible, which encompasses your roof over your head with a house that's paid for, land that's paid for, a way of life that's paid for. And what can you do in meeting your needs 
that you don't have to have money for. If you go to the grocery store in the wintertime, you're paying a dollar a tomato. What if you built a greenhouse in the wintertime? And you meet that, and you don't need the dollar for the tomato. Why are you letting a third party come and intervene when you want to talk to somebody else? Talk to that person. Because you have to mediate, because you can't talk to them. Don't go to the dollar to go to the tomato. Go to the tomato. You and tomato get a relationship. You enjoy it. It's beautiful. And be loved at first sight in the garden. Get the intermediaries between us out of the way. And God comes in. Because you can't work dirt. You can't work soil without going on your knees in the dirt. And you gain wisdom from that. And you get something from that. There's something therapeutic about it. Something very fulfilling and contenting and knowing that God's coming to you through these means to speak to you. That's relationship. Frank? Yeah, it's it's absolutely true that um, sufficient for the day of its own evils speaks to us about abandonment to God's will. And, and you don't worry. Uh, you, you cannot love God and mammon. The system, the, the whole system, the mammon system, is stressful. It's stressful, you know, to be in the system, to own stocks and bonds. You know, we have uh, silver, and I'm, I speak of silver because the majority of people listening have put pretty much everything, you know, their retirement, into the miraculous metal Medjugorje round. And they're not stressed. They're at peace. No one's calling me saying we're below a 52-week low. It hasn't been this long, two and a half years. What's going on? They know what's going on. Their silver has not lost value. The system is corrupt. The system is, as you said, definitively going to fall because it's against God's law of nature. It's against natural law. It doesn't... When you disobey the laws that God has put in place, nature itself will rebel against that. And... In, in this case, uh, the natural law is that silver is finite and being consumed, and that the entire world is interested at this price. And if things are overshooting, as they always do, they're overshooting to the downside now, and this is absolutely time to take advantage of it and get out of the system of mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. And the other thing that you spoke about, that that... I have to speak about because it, the most important writing in the heart of the five major writings is look what happened while you're sleeping in regard to serving God on his day that he's given us, the Lord's day, the third commandment. There is a blessing we cannot contain that is wealth. Sufficient for the day is wealth. Abandonment to God is wealth. And to choose God is to choose against it the unnatural corrupt system, and allow the good God that made us to, to rule over us. And when he sees that we choose him, he chooses us. And he will pour out a blessing that we cannot contain and to follow his principles of biblical principles of tithing, honoring the Sabbath. These things, God, when we do these things, God is able to bless us in a way that uh, our family, who has lived our life based on these writings, are overwhelmed with his generosity right now, every day. And, uh, and it has to do with this writing.
writing, look what happened while you're sleeping, honoring the Sabbath in a way that Christians have honored it for thousands of years. And uh, it's the most important book you've written, because this, this is something Christians have forgotten. Well, you know, there's two things that, well, one thing that saints teach us is that, um, and there's two ways that God corrects us. One thing that, one of them is that saints teach us, and, and we've seen it repeatedly through God's action, is is nature. He'll correct us through nature. He did it through the world with Noah and the flood. He did it with Sodom. He's done it many, many times before. Many people, when Katrina hit, tied that directly to the casino gambling on the coast. It changed the whole structure of society. Used to, they'd be at homes on each other's front porch, and now they'll go to the casinos to eat. Some of the restaurants lost out inland. Our other things came with the corruption. And so, Katrina comes along, nature, and God uses that. Why does he use that? Because man has free will. He can't go to man and say, I want you to correct, because you got a choice to do what you want to do. He does use evil as the second thing to correct. For those who love God, all things work towards good. So evil works toward good in the end. The evil of the crucifixion worked toward good. The devil did God's work. Killed the Messiah. Turned it back on him. So these two things, nature and evil, visit us to correct us. It ain't global warming. There's no such thing as global warming. This is garbage. It's amazing to me how many people still pray and follow a lady and write to us time to time saying, we don't want to have nothing to do with you. You don't believe in global warming. This is so easily refuted. It's not enough to pray and go to Mass and then listen to the media and the people and the professors and all these people promoting this in the universities. Research it. That's what look what happened when I sleep in the ends about. goes through this whole thread of Agenda 21 and global warming and the fallacy of this. The falsehood. The lie it is. got to make judgment about these things. And so global warming is something that is... Is conjured up by man for, again, evil, to control. There's not a shred of truth to it. Does it mean God may not burn the earth? He might do it by fire. He promised he wouldn't do it by water. What else is there left for him? In Cabello, Africa, they were taught a song, the visionaries were, that they saw fire coming on the earth. Of course, Rwanda, they saw fire, the fire of death, all across their land. What does that mean? evil, but a lot brought a lot of people to God, too. So, what are we facing? What kinds of things are coming our way? You've got to make judgments, and you've got to read, and you've got to study. You cannot just be in prayer and think you're going to be formed correctly in your thoughts, your philosophies, your direction. That's why we came up with the Miraculous Metal Major Round. I designed this specifically for this. It's a round that we hold right here at Caritas. It's our round. And we did it not for silver, not to have any money from it. We did it specifically to put the America's Medal on it, that we have a twofold purpose for money. Because everybody has to have some means of exchange. It's been that way since the beginning. From the onset. So why not have something that would bring people to conversion? And that's what we do with Medjugorje, the message. We turn everything into a holy way. We sanctify everything, be it money, because we used to do it when we said, in God we trust, but that doesn't mean anything anymore 
on the dollar bill or the coin. It's worthless because our laws are against God. So that's revoked. The blessing that comes from that is revoked. But it is accepted for those who own it. So we make our millions of exchange or to store your wealth in this one-ounce round. Pure 9.999 silver. The purpose of which is to get you the land, but temporarily you can hold your wealth in that. If you got excess wealth, keep it in that. Frank? Yeah, this is what I thought of when uh, Chris Ann, you know, she does an awesome talk on history. And we keep going back from fiat money and tyranny and um, money debasement to gold and silver. And this has worked as money longer than anything else. Why would it, you know, history tells us that this system is coming down. And history tells us if the world continues, that we'll go back to gold and silver. This is what... This is what always happens. History is destined to, to repeat itself. So, you know, this is um, this is honest money. The system is despotic. You'll love one and despise the other. This is a despotic system. Get out of it. You have a great opportunity that silver's really um, below a 52-week low in everything in terms of if you have some gold still, you can um, get a lot more silver for your gold. Numismatics. It does not matter. The, the silliest reason to hold on to an investment is because you're down on that investment. If you're going to get more silver now for that investment than you ever will, it's, it's as best as it's going to get. You get something out of dead money or something that's not working into um, something that's finite and brings peace, something that comes from Our Lady's message and uh, that, that's going to give you peace. And the, the other thing that I um, learned from your, the kids there, the youth at Caritas, and the thing that they did, the um, opening day of the school play was uh, performed by the kids for us at, at the conference, is that if you're listening to this program, and, whether it's by live or um, download or by CD, you're chosen. And Our Lady needs you. And Our Lady says, you can't understand the greatness of your role. This is what your kids reaffirmed to me. And I want you to understand that's why you're, you're hearing things that other people can't hear. And, and to be at peace, but to ta- take action on all the writings, you know, particularly now in terms of they fired the first shot. We want to be, um, we want to stay moving on this, uh, our, our prayer groups and the things that, um, we should be doing because our lady's called us and she's chosen us. What um, Frank has been referring back to is our new communities or how-to communities uh, retreat that we had just last week from April the 18th through the 20th. Chris Ann Hall was one of our speakers. Uh, she is a missionary to the Constitution and has a great gift of, as, as Frank said, uh, bringing history alive and um, reteaching us about our foundation as a nation on our Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and also our school opening with uh, the students of Our Lady of Victory um, uh, School here and many of the youth that graduated from that school um, put on this um, a theme-based play that... Um, uh, opened up our school year this year as to what the theme was, and much of it was based on a uh, writing of a friend of Medjugorje. They fired the first shot 
and um, was one of the main things that people um, wrote to us about what impacted them the most during those three days. We had some of the um, statements that people made about this, just again to encourage you to uh, continue on the path that they fired the first shot has laid out for you, and hopefully for you to come in the future uh, to other uh, small communities conference that we'll be um, hosting here. This comes from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mina says, the convention was the perfect infusion I needed to be active, to be ready, and to regret as little as possible what I know I could have done. Thank you to all the Caritas community for saying yes to Our Lady and to us. Michael from Connecticut says, This was my first visit to Caritas, and how can I put this amazing experience into words? I've experienced nothing like this before. Honestly, I wouldn't change anything. I thought it was structured very well. I'm leaving feeling blessed and very well fed from the holiness of all that I experienced. Daisy from New Jersey said, Loved the speakers. I was very impressed by your whole program, especially the play. Very moving. Made me realize I need to do more. We as a collective whole need to do more. I am totally moved and speechless by the whole event. I pray for Caritas' success every day in the fulfillment of Our Lady's plans. Donna from Michigan says, It is hard for me to say what was most beneficial. I loved everything, the speakers, the community and its members, the prayer time, meeting other participants. I guess after careful thought, I most enjoyed the children and their presentation on day three. I was struck with the responsibility that I must accept on behalf of my own children, my grandchildren, and all the children of the next generation. Lois from Washington State said, Dear a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas community members, Chris Ann and Sheriff Mack and everyone who spoke, this convention was powerful, enlightening, and energizing. I cannot thank you enough for your dedication to this all-consuming effort. Your work has given me the spark. Patricia from Texas says, The topics covered by all the speakers were remarkable. I plan to take what I learned and do things, including starting a CSPG, which I've been only thinking about doing thus far. I thoroughly enjoyed meeting and observing the Caritas community. I am very impressed with the spirit of the community and the love which exists here. I learned a lot from the, the tour of the agrarian life. Bob from Maryland says, This is a very compelling sequence that has relevance in all pieces. The spiritual was stressed in all presentations. The agrarian parts are critical to the reality of what life can be if one acts now <clears throat> and prepares. The ecumenical aspects are true ecumenism that are essential as it will be likely to as it will likely be the makeup of the remnant that will lead the new the new evangelization. The next conference should be essentially the same makeup but updated only to match those signs of the times for those whose eyes have been darkened. It is in the most basic sense all about souls, saving souls. It really now is an all-or-nothing situation. There is only way, one way to victory, with and through Jesus Christ and His Church and through bringing and demonstrating holiness. 
Tom and Karen from Wisconsin said, The conference was amazing. We knew we needed to come because of gaining courage from meeting other followers of Our Lady. We have not only gained courage, but we really feel called even more now. All of the speakers were truly picked by Our Lady. I am 56 years old and have forgotten what I was taught from history. But I learned a lot here. Don't change the thing. So we have the closing of our program with these souls for three days who came in one level of readiness and left with a whole nother. And that's what the mission is about. We've never felt called to do the conferences or Medjugorje conferences. And in fact, we stayed away from these things all the way up to 2012. Because we felt that the conference needed to display the way of life. Where do you go? This one individual mentioned ecumenical. We had Mormons, we had Jews, we had Baptists here, and Catholics. And we're all doing a Catholic prayer. And yet, they respected that, and we respected them. And they were in union with basically everything we were doing. Is this not what he's asking for? So, you've got to be hated when you hit the notes that are the sweetest tones. And we found that in the message. When that takes place, don't think everybody's going to love you. You're going to be despised. So we have that resistance. You just need to see it in a mature way. Frank, your contact information? Yeah, you can contact us toll-free, 877-936-7686. Our email is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And the website's globalsilverinvestors.com. And if we can help you um, convert things into the miraculous metal Medjugorje round, we um, certainly have uh, resources where we can, you know, especially the metals, um, you know, convert them into the, to the silver miraculous metal round. And you get something that's more undervalued and something that certainly, more importantly, will give grace to the world. And so we have the 25th today, actually. Just don't know me as I was saying that. So we'll be back tonight. I didn't know that. Nevertheless, be praying for the message and be praying for all those who are in need of Our Lady. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.